Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind hitting the like and subscribe button, we have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Let's get into it. It was at this moment that he knew he bucked up. Now he fucked up! 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 Now you have fucked up! Man, thank you for having me. Like, I don't know. Thanks for being in here, your bro. place. Like, I we're starting a little late because I was looking through your. Uh, yeah, your, we're looking your at, book. Uh, at the, the museum. And everyone can kind of see your art behind us. It's better than we were, for, we were over there. But no, it's an honor, man. Thank you, for real. Oh, I didn't know what to do. No, <laughs> and we got your, we got a guest. Yo, Shay Shay, Shay Shay, say what's up. Is Shay Shay an anxious dog or is she? No, she's, she's definitely an anxious dog. <laughs> she's like. She's going to be shivering the entire time. The entire, you're like her. Uh, you have a vest that you have to wear when you guys go out in public. You're her uh, yeah, mental yeah, health, yeah. So, your mental like health pet. Something what are those like called? <laughs> but anyway, uh, we were starting before you were telling me the story about you're on a plane and the flight attendant asked to buy your artwork. And that was the first time anyone you realized you could like make money off of your art. Yeah, that was back in 2010. Um, was that you had you graduated college at that point? I know I had dropped out. I dropped out at that time. Okay. This was during the, a little after the recession. Um, everybody was getting laid off. Uh, work was, was a little crazy. Um, it was difficult to find work at that time period. Um, I lost my home at that time. Uh, my mother had recently passed away and uh, the house went into foreclosure. So it was just, uh, it was a crazy time period. So I had, um, I had this opportunity to just, just take off, just ride out. And um, I remember I got upgraded to uh, to first class. I'm over here like, yo, like what, what the fuck's happening? Um, I'm on my way to Japan and the, uh, the flight attendant, she, uh, she sees me working on a, on a couple ink drawings and she just, uh, she just comes over and just offers to buy it. Like, yo, how much? And I'm like, how much? Nah, you're tripping. Like here, here, this is yours. You could have it. Uh, but when I got back immediately, I started working on uh, developing a website and figuring out a way to, uh, to capitalize off of off of these opportunities, off of these uh, off of these designs. What's the timeline? And I don't mean to like get into like pert. We don't have, but like the timeline of like your mother passing, dropping out of school, going on this trip. Um, I want to say it was a matter of um, this was two thousand. Mom passed away two thousand six. Uh, it was probably two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Okay. Uh, what was your path after. before all that? Uh, before that, I was going to school for architecture and um, instructional engineering. That's what you wanted to do? That's what I wanted to architect. do. Um, I had the opportunity to work at a, um, this major engineering firm based out of Canada. And they worked on the, uh, the tallest building in the world, the Burj Khalifa. Oh, in uh, Dubai? In Dubai. Yeah. yeah the, um, the new Yankee Stadium, Petrona Towers. Uh, a couple of projects down here in, uh, in Miami as well. So How it was, did you uh, get it was that? a really dope opportunity. How did you get that? That's a big, that's a big, I was printing my, uh, my architectural portfolio at Kinko's. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> the funniest start to the story. Crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy story. So um, I'm printing my portfolio out. Uh, this British gentleman walks up to me and he's just like, Hey man, are you looking for a job? I pause. I look around. I'm like, I'm like at Kinko's. And um. I'm like, nah, not a, not a Kinko's, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. And he's just like, no, um, he handed me his business card. 
I went to check out the, uh, the facility they were building out in Miramar, Florida. And um, it was uh, probably one of the best jobs I've ever had. <laughs> Who was that guy? Uh, his name was Mark Chatton. I don't know what he's up to now, but you just Mark, if you're out there and you see this, I appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you. That's so fun. That's why, like, I'm happy I got to hear that. And that's why I laughed at the Kinko's shit and the you being in first class just getting upgraded yeah, yeah. is because that's how that shit happens. Um, like, just yeah. randomly, you know, like when you're trying and you're not pushing for your path. Uh, like yeah yeah exactly those two opportunities that changed your life weren't things that you were looking i feel like for. the universe definitely conspires to help you achieve what you want to achieve as long as you're working on yeah on the task you know what i mean so you wanted to be you got the job there i got the job as a uh, as a junior architect okay and then um I, I was there i was there for a little while um you never wanted hit. to be an artist like uh i did but i was um I was raised in a hardcore Latino uh, uh, household. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And um, that shit made no money. Like, like for everybody, it's just like, no, there's no, there's no future in that. And it wasn't until I, I, I got older and I realized like, yo, wait a minute. Like, how the fuck do they know? Nobody has ever embarked on this journey. So um, for them to tell me there's no future in it, it's just... Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. So I just went for it. I rebelled a little bit and just just went for it. Why did you go on that trip? On on that trip or the trip to your like? Um, it was just an opportunity. Japan, I mean. it, it was a, it was an opportunity to um to really kick it with my old man. Um, mm. my old man really wasn't in the in the picture for for a very long time. Um, he lived in in Colombia most uh most of the time. That's a that's a different story, but. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that eventually. We'll get to that one day. Um, so it was just an opportunity to to, to ride out, um, not spend the holidays back home after this was right after my brother had passed away. Um, so it was an it was an opportunity to really just uh, mend a couple things with him, and uh, and just explore and, and and do epic shit. And that was the flight. That was a flight. Do you ever think about if you never did that? Like if you never tried to amend with your dad? Oh, man, I, pro I then... probably would have. Um, I don't know, man. I probably would have continued architecture. Um, but that, I mean, I, like, I don't mean to, but that is crazy. No, like, no, it, you, it is. It is crazy. It is crazy. Because you made the conscious decision to mend or like to do things, which yeah. I've had to do, which everyone has to do. Yeah, exactly. I think in their life is mend relationships maybe like absolutely not everyone but with their parents if you have like something against them and course, if you don't mend that but you made that decision you get on the plane it changes your life and brings you to where you are now absolutely not that it's that easy of a line but no it wasn't it wasn't easy at all but it was um definitely worth it was he in first class too hell yeah he was in first class <laughs> so he saw this happen he saw this entire shit happen like what I did remember, he think when he saw that i remember looking over and like um, in the beginning, you know, they give you the little hot towel. So like, like rinse your face and like, uh, clean your hands. And then um, this lady's just walking around passing champagne. I look over to my old man. I'm like, oh, is this is this covered? And he's just like, yeah, it's it's, it's covered. I'm like, I'll take two. You get two of those. So it was uh, it was a good time, man. It was definitely. Uh, but no, but I mean, when she offered to buy your art and you just gave it to her, did he like what did he 
did you talk about that? Did he see that? Like, uh, so my old man now he's, he's been very influential. He's been, um, he's been my, my mentor, uh, throughout this journey, as far as, um, when it comes to closing deals, when it comes to, uh, to generating sales, you know, he's, he's always been that, that go-to guy for, for advice. Mm. So, um, you know, it was, it was definitely a learning experience. He's, he's always like, yo, why are you giving, why are you giving shit away? <laughs> um, and I'm like, yo, dad, it's, it's, it's part of it, man. It's part of the journey. It's part of the process. So we bump heads a lot when, when it comes to that, but. That's good um, that you have that, the business relationship. With yeah, that. yeah, definitely. And a, a personal one on that. Of but course. I was asking because you were saying that uh, growing up, your household wasn't. Uh, growing, growing up, it was it was it, was it wasn't rough, for the art like they it, were, it they, wasn't for the art. But, you know, uh, you walked into my bedroom, there, there was murals on the wall. It was um, there was all types of shit going on. on. Like art was always uh, a huge part of my life. It's um, it's where I spent most of my time. And then you were saying that you went on another a trip to Europe. That was the trip to Europe that you started getting inspired. Uh, for so I, was, the... I was going to Europe every every summer. I would, I would take off to Europe for, um, for two, three months, just country hop, uh, attend different workshops, attend different, um, go to different galleries, different, different viewings, different shows. Um, I went to Sotheby's and, uh, in London and that experience changed my life completely, bro. I literally saw two, no disrespect to the artist. I have no idea who the artist is, but I saw two beer cans just smashed up together and placed in a, um, and like a plexiglass uh, case, like a glass case. And this shit auctioned off for 25,000 pounds. <laughs> and when I saw that, I'm like, I'm like, all my prices, I'm, I'm raising, I'm raising everything. Um, just, I, I don't know. Like, it, it was definitely an eye opener to see like what, what is out there and what is possible, um, especially in this art space in the fine art space. Yeah. How does one become like, how do you then go from, oh, I can make money from this to, like, becoming an artist? Oh, man. I mean, the, the, I guess my, my concept is a bit controversial, you could say. Because um, starting off, it starts off as, a, as an emotional thing. You know what I'm saying? And when it comes to the business side of, of, um, of art, kind of have to separate the emotional aspect of being an artist and really just concentrate on the hustle of what it is to be an entrepreneur and, and running a business. So um, now it's, it's, it's creating with more intention. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's, I get what you mean, but I want you to explain it more about the at the beginning it's the emotional connection to what you're creating and then the more you grow the more you have to become a business the, the more you grow it's just you have to you have to make tough uh decisions like difficult decisions as how to price things um you you go through those experiences where it's just uh manufacturing costs shipping costs things of that sort where i feel like in the very beginning, it's, it's difficult because there's not a how-to book on what everything costs yeah. or, or how, to, how to go about the, uh, the process. So, um, you know, when, once we're on that journey of, of figuring shit out, it's just um, toughens you up a bit. It, 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 
it t- removes the emotional I, stuff out of it. I feel that heavy right now, especially because I'm not an artist. I'm not trying to be, yeah. but with the podcast, like I can sell sponsorship ads on it. I can make money from that. Or I can have people who offer a lot of money to come on the podcast. Like they just want the exposure. So they'll pay. But then I feel like that then ruins like the the authenticity. Exactly. Because I have people on the podcast that I want to talk to. So if I start accepting money for it, it's like. (laughs) She wants to be part of the conversation, too. But hi. Hi. It ruins the authenticity, but then I get to a certain point where it's like, damn, I really do need to start make mo- making money yeah, from yeah, this exactly. shit. So that's I get what you're saying, but it's a really hard decision that I'm going through in my life right now where it's like, all right, how am I going to make this a business without ruining the authenticity? Yeah, exactly. Which is like a real struggle of morals man it's it is the the main struggle of morals <laughs> so how do you do it like how do you deal with that school teaches you the foundation it's it, it teaches you um theory it teaches you techniques but it doesn't teach you how to hustle the shit it doesn't teach you how to hustle your superpowers and that's that's the one thing that you just have to develop and for artists it's difficult we're locked in most of the time um it's in essence a very lonely profession because it takes a lot of uh, a lot of hours just being in the gym working on your jump shot you know what i'm saying so um to break out of that and develop the social skills to to go out there and really just figure out what your stuff is worth and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable um, that, I think I think that's the um, that's the most challenging thing uh, when it comes to being an artist and on top of that being an, an entrepreneur and selling your work. That makes me happy to hear you say because I'm trying to like process to say it in the the right way because I worry that if I harden myself, mm-hmm. I'll lose the like joy and happiness that I feel like is one of my superpowers. The charisma. Now you, the charisma charismatic yeah. motherfucker, bro. That's amazing. But I feel like if I harden myself, like, like people piss me off and I feel like I have to apologize to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I feel like if I harden myself, I lose that. But I, it's good to hear because you're a charismatic motherfucker. You're a nice motherfucker. Right. You welcome me into your home. You don't know who, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah but you still have that street smart of what you're supposed to do. So it's like, okay, maybe it can work that exactly. way. Exactly. But you have to learn it. Definitely have to learn it. When did you realize your worth? Uh, I, I think that that doesn't stop, man. Like you're, you're constantly realizing your worth. Um, you know, every, the, the goal is to level up, to always do better. <laughs> um, whether it's mastering a different form, a different technique, um, but always, always just working. And as you're working, you know, I, I believe in the, uh, the 10,000 hour rule. Yeah. I, I strongly believe in that. Yeah. I you do know, too. To, to achieve mastery. And that's with whatever task you or, or journey you embark on. You know what I mean? Anything, anything. And that's why it's so hard to balance it sometimes. Cause like it, that's, it's true. That's why I do. I did three episodes a week. 
and I wouldn't miss a week. And now I'm down to two because I'm doing comedy and I'm torn. But it's like I was doing that and it might have lowered the quality. But I was doing that because I wanted to get to my 10,000 hours, because at the end of the day, I don't really care what people think about it. I want to be happy with what I'm creating. Exactly. Like it just is a cool plus that people listen to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then you have to find your worth. Then you're like, no, I need to make money from this shit. I can't be like living. The, the, the cool thing now with, with all these social media platforms is that you're able to do multiple yeah. things and cross promote it. You I don't understand? Yeah. I don't know the, the faux pas of asking artists these questions. So if it is something you can't ask. You can tell me to move on to the next question. Awesome. But it's like, awesome. what was the first piece you sold? Like that you were like, damn, this is I can actually. The like, first goddamn, um, like I, I'm an artist. Shout out to my homie Chef Ray, which uh, at that time he went he went by a different name, but um, he's he's doing amazing things. He, um, I was working at a tattoo shop, and um, he sold four of my sculptures to to somebody that he knew, and this is just me just fucking around. I was um, I was working at a tattoo shop. One of the owners had a, a little block of clay. And he was trying to make uh, Skull's Batman. And, um, dude, he was there for like an hour. And all he had was uh, the two little, two little Batman oh, yeah, on, yeah. on this block of clay. I'm like, man, give me this shit. So I started fucking around. And 30 minutes later, it was fucking Batman. So, um, you know, I got, I got into sculpting. and um, From I that? From, from that, I got into sculpting. <laughs> and uh, I watched a couple of YouTube videos. And... Um, Picked up some clay and I just started working. And I did uh, I did these moon sculptures with these uh, with the the flowers blooming mm -hmm. blossoming from it. And uh, and he sold four of those at two hundred dollars a pop. <laughs> so I'm just like, dude, that's that's amazing. Let's 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 keep going. Let's keep the momentum going. And um, and I started exploring other things and venturing into other things. You didn't go out and look for any of these things that ended up bringing you to where you are now. No, 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 not at all. Um, for a while, I was doing uh, I was doing some construction work, and that's where I had uh, a lot of the understanding of um, how to utilize the materials that I use in my pieces. That's and it's funny because I asked you before about DMT before the podcast, yeah, yeah. and the DMT trip. The main thing I think I learned from it, and I say a different thing every podcast, so people get mad. But really, I do think it it just gave me the ability to just believe in just the path the journey yeah that like i'm not gonna go out and look for things but i'm gonna go out and look for things exactly like exactly i'm not gonna try to create my future future i'm That's just gonna go so like like it was already written your path is already written out yeah yeah and it could be written good or bad it's like a hundred paths were written out but i have the path to what i think is the best one yeah interesting it's good <laughs> <laughs> you said a lot of this came from a big mushroom trip too yes, yes. <laughs> um damn bro that's it's a wild story <laughs> i'm ready for <laughs> it if i'm gonna light up this joint and i'm gonna listen to you talk um, about this wild mushroom story <laughs> so i was with my homie dre uh my homie dio and charlie and uh we decided to go out to uh to downtown hollywood and um and Hollywood, drop, Florida, for Hollywood, people, Florida, for people listening, there is a Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> and um, we went to this billiard club. Decided to shroom, drop an eighth of shrooms. And we're kicking it, man. We're playing pool. And all of a sudden, these motherfuckers on the table are just glowing. 
And I'm like, dude, we got to get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm feeling it. So um, the worst thing to do, apparently, on, on psychedelics is to um, separate from the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're supposed to stay together. Yeah. One solid unit, one solid hub. Like, everybody just keeps, yeah. keeps everybody in check. Um, so I went off. I went off. I decided to, to drive around Hollywood. This is, like, around 3 a.m., 2.30 a.m., and um, I remember I was blasting Burning Spear. Have you ever heard Burning Spear? Roots Reggae? Yeah. Old school. Mm-hmm. Old school shit. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm blasting, I'm blasting this, this track. And um, you know when the lights, the street lights hit the, uh, the sprinkler systems? And it creates like, the, like this, this rainbow effect, yeah, like yeah. this prism. So I decided to open up the car door, driving on people's lawns. And I'm trying to bring all the colors into the car. <laughs> Well, you're driving on people. I'm driving on people's fucking lawns, bro. <laughs> how, I, how I didn't go to jail this, uh, that night, I have, I have no idea, yeah, man. I'm blessed. Great. But um, you're trying to get the rainbows inside the car. I have to, I have to get the uh, the rainbows inside the all the colors inside the car. But I had um, this is when shit just went bad, man. I I, I felt like I died. I thought that I, how did I get here? You're questioning everything. I'm here by myself, and it turns out I was on the street that I was raised on. And this was a couple months after, after my mother had passed away. So um, in my mind, I'm like, okay, if, if, if I'm gone, if I'm on the other side, um, heaven is everything you love on this earth, you take with you subconsciously, uh, subconsciously somewhere else. So if I'm in heaven, mom's home. Luckily, you know, my homies came out. They lived on that, that, corner, uh, that corner house. They came out. Um, I was apparently butt ass naked on the street, just, Yo, just, just running, running, the running around fuck? on the street. I run inside his house. I go in his closet. I take out clothes and I, I throw it on. But um, luckily they they snapped me. They snapped me out of it. They, they How did you me, get butt ass naked? They, they, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was bad. It was bad. No, I don't mean to laugh. I just, well, it, it was it was good. Bad. It's funny now, story. but at the moment no, it was no. just. Um, That's not. Did I had, you try I had to, to go be, to your childhood home? I did. Were but there people there? There was there was another family living in there. You break in? No, 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 no. Oh, you were no, just no. naked. Luckily, the, the homies came out and they they caught me on time. Oh, that's they saw good. the car parked in front of their house because it parked in front of their house. Thank God you didn't get arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or you know, it, it would have been a learning experience. It will. Wait, so what did you there, learn from this experience? Um, <laughs> that uh. Psychedelics is nothing to fuck with. <laughs> All right. I thought that was gonna be like this big, like grand, I like a, like epiphany. Like, no, yeah, no, no, man. Like, um, the, oh, oh, you were just yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, wait, wait, it's not one of those. Stories. So funny when you were saying it earlier. I was like, okay, he's naked. He's at. What's this? What's what did he learn from this experience? Yeah, no, no, nothing. Just um, don't don't take shrooms and separate yeah, from the group. That's why I can't do acid. <laughs> hey, that's what you learned. That's what, that's I learned. what you learned. You don't that's separate from the group. That's like when I took acid. Oh my god, I can't do acid. Really? I can't do acid. How about like microdosing? Nope. I've only done it once, and it was a bad experience. And I feel like I need to do it again with the right people. But eight hours just seems crazy to me yeah eight, eight hours is a long time like shrooms even if shrooms it's, is, is it's six to eight to, hours it's three to four how much are you taking i don't take eights okay i have such a low tolerance i take like two grams yeah yeah that's perfect so you, you just you just micro it out and just exactly out. Yeah, 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 yeah but i'll still fucking but acid the first time i did it 
my friends and I, it was snowing and raining. Mm-hmm. And my friends and I wanted to go to a vape shop. That's when we were big vapors. Um, and it starts kicking in while I'm in this vape shop. And oh, I'm shit. like, I can't be in here right now. So I go outside. It's snowing. It's raining. And I go into this like alley outside the shop. And a kid like tries to rob me. No way. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the worst so thing I could possibly I'm have. peeking on acid and I'm in fucking Birkenstocks and sweatpants and I'm trying to run away from them tripping. And that was, and then we go to the, it was just a wild experience. And then we watched Hateful Eight. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. yeah hell yeah. That's a, not a good movie. You're to doing watch. all the wrong things. Tripping uh-huh. on acid. That movie takes place in a single room yeah. where everyone hates each other. And <laughs> it's just me and my two friends. Yeah, no, no, no. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Mushrooms I've done so many times. That's, ter- that's terrifying. Yeah. Do now, shroom, have- shrooms now, it's just um, occasionally uh, microdosing. Microdose. Exactly. You don't need to take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You don't need to get naked and go run down no, the street. We're, we're, we're older now. It is funny that you say that because I was like, but I remember. I took probably like an eighth once. It went to the beach at night with my friends and had a bonfire. And because we we're at the beach, I was like, I'm at the beach. I want my shirt off. So just the whole night, I just like had everyone else's clothes and I'm just have my shirt off tripping on Cause I'm like, I'm on the beach. I have my beach. shirt off. Having a good time. So I do understand that feeling. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe everybody has their, their own little personal rays of, of sunshine, bro. Do, do, yeah. do what makes you happy. I told you everyone on this podcast has heard my DMT story so many times. So I told you it beforehand, know, but like you had done it. I, I did. You never broke through. Um, I, I did. I did break through. I just didn't like the, the taste. I didn't like the, the smell of it. Uh, it reminds me of that's uh, the funniest reason. To it, not it reminds like me of, a, of a, like a like a Payless. You ever been to Payless, <laughs> Payless shoes? Yes. It smells like that shit, bro. I don't know. <laughs> so funny. It does have such a distinct smell yeah, yeah, and yeah. taste. It's like burning rubber almost. Yeah, no, not for me. I uh, I got booked to do this hallucinogen festival. I thought it was a music and arts festival up in Maine. And I get up there and it's a hallucinogen festival. (laughs) Exactly. And it's in this town called New Portland Mm -hmm. and they have no cops there Okay, in the whole town. That's awesome. So like everyone's smoking DMT and tripping on mushrooms and these three cop cars pull up and I'm like, Everybody's freaking really out. Fr- I'm like freaking out. And I'm like, why are you guys still doing it? The cops come out and start high fiving everybody. <laughs> they, they were just friends of the. I'd never seen someone that's smoke amazing. DMT in front of a cop before. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's wild. <laughs> where, where was this at? Maine, New in Portland, Maine. Maine. Yeah, yeah. Man, Maine, Maine is awesome. You've been up there. I've been up there. I'm from. Have you been, been to Cape Cod? Oh no, I've been to Cape. You Cod. know Cape Cod? Oh, of course. That's where I'm from. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. What are I've you doing to, up in Maine? Uh, I've been to Portland, uh, Portland, Maine. Such a good art scene up in Portland. There is um, uh, amazing craftsmen up there, bro. Like mm. I, I feel like uh, they take branding, they take craftsmanship to a complete, a whole another level up there. I'm gonna be, I so it's kind of like rap. Like I came into this with just an appreciation. Like I have no knowledge of anything beyond like. Oh, this is awesome. Like, I love that. So when I started getting into your stuff, you were really the first person that I enjoyed their art. And it wasn't just like, it was like sculpting. And I I didn't even realize that was like, you know, it's just ignorance to the form, but it, I didn't realize how big that was. And now it makes sense. The architect and the engineering, like, how did you get into the, the bullet, the bullets in the heart? I'm happy Um, people can see it behind you 
because yeah, yeah, you have so many scary. different pieces of the uh so this this series is called uh bullets and heartbreaks uh it was just uh just a rough time period after after experiencing uh so much loss um, this was back this was this was back in 2000 uh mid 2000s late 2000s uh so i came up with this concept just going through through my dark moments um fun fact is uh i i blew out like maybe like a good three four ovens our kitchen ovens not uh taking out the gunpowder properly in these things are you kidding so every every now and then you would just hear these things popping like like uh, like a gunshot yeah like people were just shooting up the crib and um and i went through a couple of ovens man god Damn, ovens, but, uh, so you use a re- I, That's a question. I want well, they, they weren't the real brothers. They weren't, they weren't completely live, but um, but uh, they still fucking had some Alec the, uh, Baldwining these fucking ovens. <laughs> <laughs> they had some uh, some some of the gunpowder residue still left in them. That's crazy. So another, you ever get the cops called on you? Uh, once. They one thought, time. They yeah, thought yeah, there was a time, gunshot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a, it was a really loud bang. That's. That's insane. Oh, so um, so no, but um, it, it was definitely worth it. It's one but of those processes the, that, that's worth it. I get the, but how did that? How did you come to that? I because that's such like uh, your thing now, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, just a dark time, man. I was I was experiencing um, going through a, a really depressive time. Um, was was suicidal that that time period, and um, and this this came from it. This concept came from that. Wow. Yeah. Does it? Do you still feel that pain when you create it now? Like when you work on it now? No, no. I think now it's just um, it's it's empowering. It's it's a it's a part of my life that that tells that that story that tells that. Uh, so these are all different time periods of of things that I've experienced and things that I've done uh, throughout the artistic journey. So um, looking back at it now, it's just like. Good job, young man. Like you, you did that. You overcame that. In those moments, the dark moments in like the mid 2000s when mm-hmm. you were going through it, were you lost? Like, did you do you see what you were doing now then? Or do you? I because you were creating those you were creating back sure. then. For sure. Uh, back then, it was more of the um, just therapy, mainly therapy, uh, occupying my mind, just staying busy. So every day I was working on something new, experimenting on something new, creating my own problems and coming up with my own solutions for these fucking problems. Um, but I was also blessed to have a lot of uh, a lot of amazing people. I, I can't say like uh, I said earlier, I'm, I'm a one man rocking band. But in reality, it's it's, uh, you know, I'm thankful for all the people that I met along the way. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people that have, have reached out on social media um, that the art has spoken to or. Um, Perhaps they were going through dark circumstances as well uh, during that time period. So seeing the healing effect of of certain art pieces has been amazing. That's a superpower. You were talking about superpowers before, but being able to take darkness and create from it. Yeah. Because you can take darkness and shut down. Absolutely. You can take darkness and create. And that's why I was asking if you felt lost in those moments, because even if you did, you wouldn't have been creating if you were completely yeah. lost. Yeah, very true. That's it's um, I, I go by this this quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. Um, it's the circumstances don't make the man. They reveal who he is. 
So uh, I, I took that as uh, it could either be a sad, shitty story, depressing story, or it could be something empowering, something that changes somebody else's life. What was? Oh, well, sorry. What no, no, but but you're nothing without putting the work in. You know what I'm saying? The ten, yeah. I always say that. Like it was funny. I was on shout out the Danza Project. I was on a podcast, the Danza Project, uh, last night. You can check it out on YouTube. But um, they we were talking about like spirituality and like what our relationship to God is and whatever. And I I feel like I was being unclear on it, but I just feel blessed that I have determination and passion. Yeah. Because I feel like that's if you can. And I've been lost. There were times that I thought I was so lazy. I didn't. I wasn't determined. I wasn't passionate, but I found that. And yeah. that's like where the blessing is. Determination is everything. Not giving up. What can yeah. you do over a long time? Because a lot of people can do something cool for a year. But you were showing me art from when you were 23 years old and you still talk about it with a passion. And now I don't know if you want to reveal your age on the podcast. No, that's cool. 30, 37, 30, 37, 30, like 37, 14 years yeah. to where you are now. That takes a lot of determination and a lot of belief. Of course. Because a lot of people can do something cool for a year, but can you do it for your life? Yeah. 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 No facts. Like facts. I think um, I'm, I'm grateful for being curious. I'm always curious. I'm always pushing, um, pushing my limits. I consider myself a, an architect before anything as far mm. as the analytical process. Um, I tend to sketch things out or um, daydream about a certain particular project before I even sit down and work on it. Do you still want to create? Do you still want to be an art? Like, do you still want to create build buildings? Uh, we'll like, see. We'll see, maybe old man Soto. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What was your? What was when you were a kid? Did you have like a, like what you thought your future was going to be? Um, something for sure art related. Uh, it was always it was always a passion of mine. It was always something that I was extremely good at. Um, do you see where you are now? Like, does that make sense? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the hunger is, is, is I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm never comfortable. I'm mm. never complacent. I've always want to um, not so much for, for the wealth or, or the fame or, or anything that comes with it. It's more so the freedom, the liberty. And for yourself. And for myself. Exactly. But you, that, that's such a double-edged sword, isn't it? The like never being happy. With um, with what you're like, always wanting more. That's well, I a think, better. I think that's want, a better way to put it. Exactly. Not, yeah. But I think I think the wanting more is just the. Um, I think that the key ingredient to everything is just stability, right? Like, uh, it, it's just the stability and the the freedom to be able to create what I want to create whenever I want to create it. What um, was your proudest moment? What was my what? Proudest moment my so proudest far. Moment. Damn dog, that's a good. That's a that's a great question. <laughs> um bucked up uh, podcast we ask great questions yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a great question moment. i don't know we're, we're probably gonna have to circle back to that one all right yeah, yeah, yeah. all right there's it's a, a tough one yeah it's, it's a tough one there, there's been a lot of a lot of amazing little victories mm -hmm. um that eventually paint the, the the big picture right yeah but um but yeah yeah no that's a, that's a good question <laughs> i was asked a similar version of that question. What's what's your proudest moment? <sighs> I 
it's a lot of things added up to it. So I'm going to sound vain, but what I say it, but it's people have to realize the amount of work that went into me being officially featured on a Conway, the machine track. Amazing. Like he used two minutes of our conversation on the podcast in a song about us talking like real personal shit. Like, and I didn't even think he liked the podcast. He never shared it. He shared it once on his story after we did it. So I was kind of like, is he not? Cause he, he shared a lot on that podcast. So I was like, oh, is he embarrassed by that? And then when he put the song out, it was like, oh, no, he like respects the conversation. Yeah, no, that's major. And then him and him telling me that he sees me getting bigger than I see myself. Like that's someone I looked up to more than, you know, like Griselda's yeah, no, no, more I, I, than absolutely. anyone. Like that is my proudest moment. Um, but there's a lot. Shit. I was asked what was one of my favorite moment that the podcast has brought to brought me someone asked me that i was being interviewed by harvard um for their newspaper and i know i shouldn't have told this story but i told the story about doing mushrooms with danny brown i go when i was a freshman in high school i brought danny brown's debut album to my drum teacher and i learned to play drums from that album that's amazing so like fast forward i'm doing mushrooms with him on thanksgiving and Harvard never released the article. <laughs> they never re- I'm still happy. That's my another. It's still happy. I'm still. It's, they still interviewed me. Still up. I still did mushrooms <laughs> with Danny awesome. Brown, but that it, that article will never come out about. Oh, that's me. amazing. <laughs> Have you thought of one yet? And then I'll ask another question if not. No, no, no. Let's, let's keep it going. Right. Let's keep it going. So the reason I asked before about going to Europe, but I wanted to like, is because you said you started seeing the fine art. And then wanting to like do your version of it, oh, like yeah. adding yeah. the the masks and the the money and the, the supreme. How did that that idea come along? So this is, um, like I said, like each, each series represents a certain time period of of the journey, mm-hmm. right? So Children of the Trap is just paying uh, paying homage to uh, paying homage to the homies, uh, to the Children of the Trap, um, the time periods where I, I was tattooing in trap houses. Uh, to be able to afford my brother's medication. Um, so that's how old were you? I was 27, 26, 27 around that time. Wow. Tattooing yeah, my, in trap houses. Yeah, tattooing in trap afford. houses. And then, you know, amongst other things, um, my, my brother uh, died from uh, HIV, from AIDS. And um, back in that time period, there, were, there weren't that many, um, there weren't that many things that didn't play that, that helped people uh with 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 these uh with these illnesses yeah so um you know the medication was was extremely was extremely expensive so um gotta do what you have to do you know what yeah I mean? so uh awesome <laughs> so yeah yeah just uh just paying homage to that time period of my life that's and that goes back to when you were saying growing up you were told who makes money from art exactly and then you're exactly. in, you're, you're make it, you're doing what you're in trap houses tattooing yeah. to, to help your brother, to help the fam, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for tattooing. It wasn't, it wasn't ever something that I was um, extremely passionate about. It was just something that I was, I was just good at. And it was just a, a means of making bread of, of, of making a living. So um, I'm, I'm grateful for it. But so the children of the trap, that's your, that's the time period of your life. But then, so you're going to Europe Mm -hmm. and you see the art and when does the, okay, I'm going to create, it was always a very iconic line. 
Yeah, it, it is. It is. Um, they're they're bootlegging it right now in uh, in a couple of countries in South America. Are so they? It's, um, it's it's doing very well. It's it's probably one of the. Um, I'm grateful for this series. You said um, they're bootlegging it. They're bootlegging every everywhere. Uh, there's a barber shop in Medellin, Colombia, with uh, with all my art pieces in it. Where are they getting it from? I'm not sure, but. I respect the hustle, man. I respect. How do you? The track. You're ha- you're happy with it? I, it's it's great because I'm I'm still getting credit for it. You know what I'm saying? Like they they know they're not buying it directly from the source, but they're still they're still tagging me in these in these pieces. So it's um it's bittersweet. It's, it's definitely bittersweet. <laughs> yeah. But um but nah, man. Um, it's happening. It's out there. But it was one of those series where um it was the first time I did not take the uh, the book that I showed you earlier. Um, I would take that book on, on all of my travels. So, um, this time I'm like, nah, I'm a travel light. So I took the, uh, I took the iPad pro. I had gotten a, an iPad pro and I was just, um, I was just out there, man. I was having a great time. I was, um, when I developed this piece, I was, I was on a hammock in the Maldives <laughs> and no, sorry. I was on a hammock in, in Bali. Um, even better, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, and, um, and this this concept just hit. I always wanted to do the uh, the ski mask, uh, but I always felt that it was um, it was a bit controversial. With um, and I've I've received some backlash on putting ski masks on on children. Why? Um, I don't know. A lot of people aren't aren't open minded out here. Well, you're getting backlash for putting ski masks on children from some people, not everybody. I, for the most part, I get a lot of love, but uh, there there's there has been a, a group of people that. That's crazy to me. Or uh, or putting ski masks on on religious figures. I've, That's I've, still I've crazy. That. To That's me. crazy. You know what I'm saying. Loud voices. Um. Nah. Okay. No. Nah, not not so much. How do you find the inspiration behind like each piece that you do for the children? Uh, children of the trap. It's it's more of um. It's more of a feeling, man. It's a, it's a vibe. Um. There's there's a certain aesthetic. That uh. There's there's just a certain uh, time period of, of paintings that I always um, resonated with. What's that time period? Uh, the Baroque time period. Why? Um, I don't know, man. There's just something about the technique. Something about... Um, I, I, I don't mean to ask these, but like, what about the technique? Like I, uh, The technique just... Um, it, it's just mastery. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a level of mastery that I feel that any artist would... would um, would love to one day accomplish or reach you know what I'm saying. How did that go? What happened? Why did that stop? Like, why is it that time period? The Baroque? Period? Um, well, mainly also, um, my mother used to collect a lot of antiques. So, um, you know, the very, the, the, the gaudy, the intricate, uh, frames, that's where a lot of, a lot of this stuff, I feel that it, it, it stems from, um, it was a lot of that. Uh, my, my mother loved this type of shit. So it was all over the house. So um, I don't know. I guess I guess it's subconsciously it's it's it stuck. That's really cool that you can. That's funny because each time period in your life, you is a very dark time period, and you you people know that. But you've created such. I use the word iconic already, but you created from that from in each time period, like your own different thing. That's completely different yeah. from everyone else. They're, they're different like, collections. And you could compartmentalize those into what do you, why do you think 
each hardship or time in your life that was difficult brought out a different piece? Um, there's, there's a certain, there's a certain magic, um, that could only be expressed through pain, uh, that, that could be expressed in, in, in times of darkness. Um, you know, the children of the trap, it's, it's a bit of both. It's, it's, it's almost that, uh, it's almost that, that great Gatsby story. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Sometimes you, um, you have to do the hokey pokey to turn yourself around. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. So it's 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 one of those uh, one of those situations where there's uh, there's beauty in the grind. There's there's beauty there's beauty in the darkness if you if you pay attention. And I don't know your life now, but I'm guessing you're not going through as much pain as you were in oh, those no, moments. No. Is it? No, we're, ha- we're happy. We're happy out here, baby. <laughs> Is it hard to create without? the the struggle or do you just find your muse in different ways uh you find your muse in different ways um whether it's whether it's music there's times where i will i will keep a track on replay the entire day while i'm working on a piece while i'm working on on a on a project um i believe that there's there's a lot of music out there that has that that 30 seconds of, of pure genius Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, where it's just um, it, it does it does something. It's that that shit that gives you the chills. That shit that gives you the goosebumps. Yeah. Um, and and you you try to you try to stretch or ride out those those feelings or how that that shit's making you feel at that time, whether it's um, and and whatever creative outlet of your of your of your choice. But um, now it's just um, I feel like I've created a, a lifetime of of work. You know, there, there's pieces that I want to revisit. Yeah, um, you were talking about going back to your... So, um, I'm especially like now with, with everything that's going on with the, with the NFTs. Um, oh, yeah, you still have to explain to me what an NFT eh, is. We'll, we'll, we'll try. I'll try, <laughs> I'll try my best. I'll try my best to explain it. But, uh, but now it's just going back and revisiting all these old concepts. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful and I'm grateful that I'm, I'm still eating off pieces that I made back in 2010, uh, 2012. Every time I re-release those, those those do very well. So um, now it's just it's just focusing on um, on the big picture. Yeah, the, the entire collection. Yeah, um, the entire um, discography. You could say I've like like what's the word? Like it's just collection of art. And now you have a freedom to do it. Now you can exactly a piece that you did in 2011. You can 3D print exactly and. You can you have the freedom to be able to do uh, that. Three three D print, animate, and still bring these concepts to life in other in other ways. So what's an NFT? <laughs> non fungible token. Yeah, I've everyone. It's so funny, and I've it's no problem. But whenever I ask people that, they always say that. It's like yeah. I know that. I want to know what a real what is a non fungible token. Uh, it's it's basically um a digital collectible. You could say. Um, I think that's, that's the easiest, uh, a digital asset, uh, something that, that could potentially appreciate in time, um, digitally. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's all you're getting from me, bro. That's, that's, <laughs> all, right. that's, that's all I got. All right. I guess I kind of <laughs> yeah. knew that one. All right. Because I had someone say to me that it was like, you put it on a piece of art. Mm-hmm. Like there's like an NFT on this piece of art. 
or with this piece of art that yes. whenever it sells to another person, part of that money goes back to the original artist. Yes. Yeah. So That's, like uh, you artists will receive, um, I believe it's like lifetime royalties on every time the piece. That, uh, see, that's the thing that's like, that's going to change the game. I feel I think like. that that's, what's amazing for, for artists because um, a lot of these, these galleries are, are capitalizing off, off of the resale of artists. Cause once you, property. so you sell this piece for a certain amount of money, exactly. you that's never it. get any money back that's from it. that. It's Every gone. time it sells, even if it keeps selling for unless there's like a there's like a contract in place, but like even then it's just it's just very difficult to track. And you said galleries get 50%. Most galleries, uh most fine art galleries take 50%. That's crazy. Even at me. um, even at trade shows, um like art basel events and um different different uh major art exhibits, they will charge artists a um a fee to display their work. And then on top of that, they take the percentage. So there's a lot of, a lot of artists, a lot of up and coming artists out here that are, are just um, breaking even at these events or sometimes not even breaking even and, and just coming out of pocket just for, just for exposure. Now, is that just a monopoly on the art world? Um, I know a lot of the art exhibits only allow gallery representation. It's not like an individual artist can go in there and represent themselves. So to a certain extent, there is a monopoly. You know, now, now with social media, everything's direct to consumer. There's ways around it. And that you're, you're, you're cutting you out think, the middleman. Do you think that's, of course, with the NFTs, but do you think that's going to change? Like, do you think artists or do you feel like it's going in the work? Like, it's just going to keep getting I, worse? I would honestly, I would love to see a lot of uh, a lot more art galleries doing more for the artist um, beyond just uh, reposting their work or posting their work. Um, but maybe perhaps um, helping them, helping them out with with the marketing end and, and promoting more of, more of their works. Not not only when it's just uh, an exhibit coming up. You know what I mean? Is it hard to do your own gallery? Not at all. I like. Let me say not at all. There's there's a journey to it. Um, but it depends. Like you you could always have uh, sponsors to fund events um, and things of that sort. You just just really have to figure out. Uh, and what way you want to do an event and how you're going to fund the event. Maybe. Yeah. Um, especially the city like Miami, I'm sure like up North as well, it, it could, it could get very expensive. Yeah. It's, I, I actually, I don't really know. I'm not yeah. <laughs> sure, but in, is there, it's in Miami, it's tough. Um, it's, it's not tough. I feel like there's, there's people, there's a, a really amazing community down here. Oh, that want to, that want to do cool shit. Oh, that's good. Cause you said you're originally from here. Uh, originally born and raised in Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, um, which is just a couple minutes away from Miami. Miami's just hop, hopping a skip away. What do um, you see? Do you see like a future now? Like, did, do you have like plans for what you want to do? Or are you still going with the flow? Um, there's there's definitely plans. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of of major events that I I would like to curate. That I know that um it's going to take some serious production and uh and me just letting go a little bit more as far as um, when it comes to developing the, the right team and the right production team to make something like this happen mm. on this scale. Um, but I've been talking about this project called the once upon a crime for a very long time, which is a, um, it's a combination of, of the children of the trap and bullets and heartbreak series. Oh, wow. You're bringing them together, bringing them together for sure. What's, what's your, you said, how long has this idea been in? 
for years, for years, as far as the level of production that I, that I want to, I want to bring to the table. I want to, I want to unify all the arts, uh, dance, music. Uh, do you dance? No. Depends on the night. Because if you could bust a move, I would say, oh, let's turn this camera around and you're going to have to do it for, yeah, no, for no, the no, end no, of the no, podcast. No, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something that how I, are I've you? Been, how are you combining them? Uh, at, just throughout the event. I, I want, oh, I, you're I doing want it to be theatrical. I want, I want it to be um, the Broadway version of what mm. this uh, embodies. It's so hard to give up control when the control is the thing that got you to where you are exactly. in the first place. Exactly. And it's, um, I think, I think the most challenging thing is just finding people that, that see the vision. You know, there's certain, there's certain, um, certain visionaries out there that you could sit down and have a conversation and they see exactly what you're talking about. And then you have other people that like you, you explain it to them and they're just like, oh, I got, I have to see it. You know, and, and there's there's a lot of those. there's a lot more of those people than. And it's so hard because it's like. You want to find people who are almost more passionate than you are, Absolutely. but then you're like, damn, they're probably going to be passionate about their own thing. It like they're happens. not going to be passionate about your thing. But then you're like, but then I have to find someone who's less passionate about me to take over what I'm doing. Like yeah. it's such a that's. But then I think about businesses or anybody, anybody who's bigger. It's like they had to give up some control. Like of it's course, not, of course. A, every business has a fucking table of people. The But I think I think like like any business, right? Like you you go through like you're running through people. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's people that work out. There's just people that don't work out. And unfortunately, you have to you have to weed all the, the bullshit out before you. But that is all about that's what I get now. I, I get more what you mean from the beginning about and I understood it then, but about the the business versus the like it's, it's surrendering a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like you, you have to surrender a lot of the, the emotional stuff that, um, you know, would work. It's just not the right time. To how do you it. keep passion then? And I know we're talking about muse, but how do you keep passion then when you're like, damn, this isn't this is more of a business than like what I'm trying than um, like. A, a lot of alone time, bro. A lot of, um, honestly, like there's days where I just wake up and I just, I just go for walks, bro. Like, and just organize. And I, I sit there and I just write down my notes and I create my list. Um, list. Everyone says that they uh, creating lists. Is good. I, I, I create, um, a, a good friend of mine, Sam. Um, he told me about this, this, uh, this thing that he does often, which is he creates his win the day list, right? Where like the night before you create everything that you want to accomplish the next day. And it doesn't matter. It could be it, it, anything that you could be just checking off your list, whether it's just like I need I need to get an oil change or um, or anything that's that you're chipping away. That's um, related to your big picture. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that is, as long as you are chipping away tasks to that that greater purpose, that greater goal. Um, and do it the night before. And do it the night before. Because the night before, you're such a better person than you are when and you wake you, up. You know how it is, bro. You wake and bake some time. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like... Yeah, you wake. Like this morning, I was like, and I'm actually so happy you pushed back the time because I got to, I was like, I'm going to wake up. 
I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to smoke a joint. I'm going to go get lunch at the Versace mansion. Nice. And then Did you do it? I ended up doing Amazing. it. How I, was it? It was so good. It was, it was really, I was like, is it going to be bunk? You know, those yeah. places are sometimes like touristy mm-hmm. where, but no, nah, it was no, it's a great time. Great time. And I got, to, I woke up and I stayed in bed till like 11. And then I texted you and then you were like, oh, I'm running a little late. Can we push? And I was like, oh, perfect. Now we're, I can go and actually do what I wanted. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I would have, I, I would have been fine laying in bed. And I know that's different than like, but it feels good to go out and do shit. Like Dude, I've never been to Miami. Miami. Yeah, you have to get the exactly, fuck out the house. Exactly. <laughs> like Thursday, uh, tomorrow before I leave, I'm going to go to the beach all day. Like yeah. just relax at the beach. Cause I do want to do the shit while I'm of here. Course. It's so you travel, yeah. you were saying like you go to Europe and when you go on these trips for work, you're in work mode. So you almost don't really want to like do the fun stuff, but then you're like, nah, I'm here. Why, why yeah, aren't exactly. I doing the fun stuff? Exactly. Like I'm only working for shit. If I'm doing a comedy set or a podcast, I'm only working for three hours. Yeah, the but, whole week. That, you, like, but you work for it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. So what's, um, are you coming you, to Chicago? You have to, you have to celebrate <laughs> that shit. I'm, I'm bro. I'm, I'm looking up flights a minute. We, we, uh, we wrap this up for the oh, West Side. Oh, sure. Yeah, that would be. It'll yeah, be. That, so that would, that'd be amazing. I've, I've been, uh, I've been wanting to meet these, these guys for, for a while now. And it's, it's funny because I knew. I don't know exactly how I found your art, but it was funny when I found your art, and then I realized you also were doing the Camino covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was awesome. And then you, you did a flea cover. You just yeah, did I, the, I actually did the, uh, the flea cover for. Uh, Pray for the Evil Three. It's so cool. Which comes out on the the fifth or the sixth? Yeah, this week. Yeah, it comes it, out. It comes Friday out this week. This so week, so check yeah. that out. Shout out to Flea Lord. Shout out to to Me, me Fox. Fox. Yeah, there's some great feet. Fat Joe's on that yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stars great Coleman, features on there. TF. Yeah, I love Lord Mob. They're yeah. all really good dudes. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, bro. And that's what I love about this is like that's the music I listen to. Yeah, like, and now I get to like work in that field and not Absolutely. even be like. Oh, this is gonna sound so. Are, are you like starstruck when you when you when you meet these guys? Not anymore. Like how how was it in the beginning for you? Yeah, I guess I get starstruck. I have this weird thing though, where it's like, Wait, what's your, what's as your... the podcast, it's like I want everyone on the podcast. Like okay. I want to talk to everybody, everyone cool that I like. I want to talk to, and if I talk to you, even if I like love your stuff, I have to see you as equal. Or I won't have a good conversation or I'll just be here like. uh, uh." So it's like I try to see everyone is kind of like the same. That's a great method. So like, like, do you do anything to like, like, uh, like prepare yourself like mentally for this type of stuff? No, it's like stand up, and I probably should prepare more, but I like to just be at the same state always. Like okay. I won't not stop. If I'm smoking all day, I'm going to smoke right until I get up on stage. If I, I want it to be like, I don't change my, energy level yeah, yeah, yeah you know you, you ride the same frequency the entire, exactly the entire and that's why like on the podcast even if i smoke and it makes me dumber like ask worse questions i still do it because i just want to be like the same level the same way but i definitely do get starstruck yeah. like i remember this is even before the podcast i remember meeting freddie gibbs and uh he wanted he kept asking me about stand-up and I kept just going, I love Bandana. I love Bandana. I can't wait to hear you perform freestyle shit. And he just kept asking me questions about stand-up. And I'm like, damn, I ruined that conversation. Just, you know? But, you get starstruck? Um, sometimes. Sometimes. By I, who? I, I don't know. By I don't know artists, if it's, musicians? Um, 
a bit of everything. Depends. Maybe maybe I do get socially awkward sometimes. I don't know. I have those moments where like I'll, I'll roll the joint, I'll spark up, and then I I'm just like, ah, yeah. Do you think weed makes that. you more anxious or less anxious? Way more anxious. Way more anxious. Way, but way more you, anxious. everyone's like, nah, I smoke weed because I have anxiety. Yeah, yeah. No. It's like no, this shit is uh, why I have anxiety. It depends. It depends on the strain. <laughs> depends on on what it is. But but for the most part, um, I don't know. I, I have a I have a tendency of overthinking sometimes. Hmm. Yeah, but, uh, it happens. It happens. Last it's, night, it's a, the someone said that weed um, increases creativity and decreases productivity. Yeah. You don't I, agree with that? Uh, it depends. It depends on the person. Mm. I know um, I me personally, I like to roll up a joint when I'm when I'm working. I feel like it increases productivity for me, uh, especially when I have what I have shit written down. That's that's the major that's a major key right there. Having shit written down. Major if, key alert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause if not, bro, like you forget it. That's I'm so bad at writing shit down. Like, I'm so bad at it. I'm it's just something I need to kick my ass to do. And it's so dumb telling yourself that you can't do shit. Cause that's just yeah. like, yeah, you can. Like, I can't wake up early. Yeah, you can, but dick especially kid, out here, like, bro. Like, you see how beautiful it is outside? Yeah. It's like this all the fucking time. So there's times where it's just like, yeah, I have shit to do, but it's just like, oh, like it's like, so beautiful out. But like then I was walking down South Beach and you know how it's like, oh, like uh, I'm a Boston seven, but a Miami six. I feel like it's like I might weigh 250 in Boston, but I'm like 700 pounds in Miami. Like no, no, everyone's no, no. fucking fit, Jack. There's just hot bitches walking every, every, around. Everybody gets love out here. <laughs> just fucking call. Yo. People, it's plastic surgeons in Miami. How distracting is it out here, make bro? So much money. Yeah, they must make so much yeah, yeah, money. Yeah, they make a killing out. Every time I see a Lambo, I'm like, that's probably a plastic yeah, surgeon. Yeah, facts. <laughs> Everyone got the fucking the big lips. Yeah, yeah. It's almost um, it's like a fucking factory, right? Like they're all starting to look the same. But it's also but like, we love you, motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that I like it. I hate that I love them, bro. Like, fuck. Yeah, it's a struggle. It's a Would struggle you ever move here. from? So, um, I was I was considering moving moving to Dade, moving moving to uh to Miami, to Dade County. I mean, leave this whole area. I don't mean but move like an I, hour away. I wouldn't I wouldn't get shit done, bro. I would not get anything done. It's you need to be a little bit away from the city. Yeah, you yeah, get, yeah. You I'm, get I'm, lost in, I'm in, in Fort Lauderdale, bro. So it's um, it's a lot less distractions up here. <laughs> but, but a lot still. less nines, more sevens. Yeah, more, more sevens. More sevens. <laughs> more sevens up here. No, but no, it's, it's, no. They're, the they're, tip is a ten, and it just goes. The lo- numbers get lower nah, the farther like, you South, move. South Florida special, up. bro. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. So um, <laughs> it, it's it's a great time here, but it's it could be very distracting. Mm. I do. I feel like I'm. Yeah, I do like Miami a lot. Yeah, yeah. I got here and I was like, I'm not gonna like it. Oh, it's a good time. And then I, I really did yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Have you Have you hit up any of the uh, the Spanish spots for food? Yeah. No. You oh, gotta dude. tell me where. You gotta I'm tell gonna, me we're, where. We're gonna make a list. All right. Perfect. Because yeah. I. I that's that's why. Any, that's why you're so hesitant. You haven't tried the food out. I haven't here. tried any good. Yeah. It no, I, they have lot. great food up north, though. Yeah. I. I. It reminds me a lot of Barcelona. Yeah, Miami. yeah, I could see that. It gives like Barcelona vibes, I and I didn't like Barcelona, so that's why I was like, mm, nah, "Yo, I had different. a girl who dated who lived in Barcelona. I had two girls I dated that moved to fucking Europe while dating me." 
It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, are, are they living out there now? No, no, they oh, moved back. <laughs> but I just think that's such a good. No, I'm, no, no, it's great. It's I'm excellent. not going to say it's a me thing. <laughs> no, no, no. You're out, international. International. <laughs> yeah. What's your next? Uh, do you have anything? Like, what's your next? Like, endeavor? Yeah, like, what's like, your next um, step? Like, so I only, um, I don't do that many art shows throughout the year. I, I usually only come out during Art Basel. Um, Why? Um, no, man. It's really like, I, I like being in the studio. I, I just want to, I want to get to that level where it's just like, I create an, uh, my, my own show, my own art event and, and not show up to my own shit. <laughs> I think that's like, a, that's a major goal of mine. You don't think you're at that level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel like it, it could, it could happen. It could happen. But I feel like, like, uh, right now it's just a lot of people would be disappointed if I wasn't there. No, I feel you. So maybe maybe a couple more shows along the line. You know what I'm saying? And then I could, I could, I could pull a, an Irish exit. Oh, Irish goodbye is my favorite That's, thing in the I whole. I do it all the time, bro. I never say goodbye to anyone. No, no you reason. never answered who you get starstruck. Who you got starstruck by? Um, let's see. Uh, when I met um, when I met uh, I met Floyd Mayweather. That was uh, that was that was a little different. He was, he's, I feel like I saw that picture of you guys. Uh, yeah, it was actually, it was, um, he was, he was down here celebrating his birthday. Um, it just so happened to be my birthday. Oh, really? You guys so share was, a birthday? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was great. It was, um, it was a good introduction to, to 36. And, um, yeah, bro, meeting, meeting this guy is not easy. First, he has like, <laughs> he has like three or four monsters behind him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bodyguards. <laughs> So it's just like you're you're not you're not just like going up to him and shaking his hand like that. Like, hey, yeah, hi. yeah, exactly. sorry, Mr. Mayweather, hey, it's me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, yeah, but um, but yeah, that that was a little um, that was a little nerve wracking, but it was it was awesome, man. He's a, he's a he's a cool dude. Do you get nervous? Like, have you ever got nervous by someone like buying your art? Like, yes, yes. Um, funny story. I was um showing an art piece at this one art show um and i just wanted to get rid of the piece so i i, I priced it lower than than i usually i usually would and um i met one of the composers for um uh, from the band toto oh, the, the africa song yeah and she was interested bro it was a beautiful violin piece with a bullet heart on it and uh she was interested and i created an invoice and i just um I sent her the invoice and I just sat there and waited. I waited for weeks and, and nothing, nothing happened. She just disappeared. Uh, that same art piece, I decided to show a month and a half later at another art event in West Palm. And um, I priced it for something, something ridiculous. Like I priced it ridiculously high, just, just for shits and giggles. Oh, ridiculously high. High. I thought you were like, I 250. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like uh, the, in, in Miami, it was like, I priced it at like 3,000. And then um, West Palm, I priced it for like 16,000. 16,000. It was, it was funny because um, I, was, I was just playing with this art gallery who had, uh, who had a couple Warhols, had a couple Banksies, um, had a couple major, major artists in the game. They were displaying some of some of their, their pieces there. And the first day of the convention, everything was great. Red dots everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm there. Nothing. Um, 
none of the brokers wanted to sell my shit. They thought my prices were too high. Um, they're just like, especially for, for a no-name artist. And I'm like, okay, you know, that, that's, that's, that's encouraging. But um, day two passed by, nothing. Day three passed by, nothing. Last day of the, of the, uh, of the event. I said, fuck it, bro. These, these brokers don't want to sell my shit. I'm going to sell my shit. Right? So I, I suited up. I went down to the convention. There was this, uh, there was this older couple who's peeping the violin piece. And um, I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to go up to them and introduce myself, start a conversation and just see what happens. Yeah. They told me they had just gotten there. They loved the piece. They were asking questions. Um, we were just shooting the shit. They said that they were going to look around the gallery or look around the convention center and come back. Uh, an hour passed by. End up coming back. The old man leans in. He's just like, hey, uh, hey, young man. You take 14 for it? I said, fuck yeah, I'll take 14 yeah, yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, I'll take 14,000 for it. And uh, it turned out uh, this, this gentleman was uh, one of the owners of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, shit. Hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Pittsburgh. But, um, but yeah, man, so, stories like that where it's just. That's um, all. I was like, the whole time I was like. He got excited by the girl from uh, the <laughs> composer from Toto. I mean, I guess that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, that was all right. Crazy. It just goes. And you sold you it for on. 14. Like that's sold it for 14. So um, wow. it, it's, it's one of those situations where it's, it's part of the game. It's realizing um, it's not only just being talented or, or, or creating dope shit. It's, it's product placement. It, it's, what do you want to make? And it's the artist behind the art. Like exactly. the brokers aren't, can't sell it like no. you can. After like, that it's... happened, all the brokers were around my shit trying to sell my shit. Because <laughs> that's how it works, and right? That's exactly that's how, it works. how it works. They're like, but so, it's like. Um, unfortunately. And, yeah. And you still have to give. They were, the... they were trying to take 50% and I'm like. I'm like you didn't nah, do dog. shit. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. The best I could do is, is uh, like, I'll, I'll, I'll break you guys off something just for allowing me to be here. But, um, yeah, it's not, it's not going to be 50. Another question that I don't know if you're allowed to ask. What's the most you've sold a, a painting for? Um, it's, it's up there. <laughs> it's, 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 it's up there, bro. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, yeah. It's just oh, no matter what the number is, yeah. the, the reason I asked that is to, and I love, I really am obsessed with like how you see yourself at times in life versus how you see yourself now as me being 24. And I always, I'm like, Oh, where am I going to be? Yeah. And so, and so years. So you sell a painting with it's up there yeah. and you go back to that plane where you got upgraded to first class and you give away the painting and the chick's like, how much is it? And I just, just hope like, she knows now that that shit's worth something. <laughs> it's definitely worth something. Now, That's so. a, that must be a cool feeling. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. Um, every, every and now you and then you have to yourself. Do you feel like you've proved to yourself that you can do it at oh, this I, point? I, absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've always had the mindset where, um, even in the beginning, like when I sold my first piece for $35, you sold you know, your first piece for 30, one, one of the first pieces for, for 35. So when, um, you know, you look, you look back then and I talked to my old man all the time about this shit and he's just, he always, uh, is he an artist? Does he have, no, he's, he's a, he's an attorney. He's an immigration attorney. Mm. he's um 
Did the hokey pokey and he turned himself around. You know what I'm saying? I do. Oh, yeah. I have to hear about why he's down in Colombia. <laughs> that's, that's, that's another conversation. All right. A whole other conversation. All right. Next time. In Chicago, well, yeah, that's, you can um, tell me. I'm, I'm always, yeah, in Chicago. In yeah. Chicago. So um, I'm, I'm always down in Colombia. I'm always down there uh, creating. Um, my, my father lives out there. My sister lives out there my, with my stepmother. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's my, that's my main, uh, my main support group. Every time I'm, I'm out there. Do you spend a lot of time down there? I I do. I I tend to go out there, uh, every other month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Every other month. You know the rapper Crime Apple? Yeah. Uh, I haven't worked with him yet, but, um, Crime Apple, man, please hit me up. I'll try to put you guys in touch because he, he always goes down there. Yeah. Yeah. He's always, uh, I know he's always in, um, he's always in Cartagena and Medellin. Yeah. He's always working on projects out there, so yeah, it would be uh, it would be great to to connect with him. Do you create when you're down there? Of course, yeah. Do you feel like it's a different like? Do you feel a different um, source of energy when you're down Absolutely. there? Absolutely, because uh, um, I'm I always go to Bogota, Bogota, Colombia, and it's um its nickname is is La Nevera, which is the the refrigerator. It's always cold. It's cold year round. So it's um, you know, I get I get to experience. I guess, I guess winter stuff. out there yeah. and, um, in the mountains. Florida's flat. So um, we, we have to we have to oh, drive. Yeah, you get, yeah. We have to drive, uh, you know, 20, 20 minutes out to, to see something scenic. But um, out there, man, I'm up in the mountains and I just I just disconnect and just lock in. That sounds it is something about nature. That's when I think about, like, moving to a city. It's like it's I love I live I live where in 10 minutes I can be in the woods on a mountain yeah i ride my bike like you have that balance yeah i yeah. love that i love i grew up in like the na- nature and shit and i lived in cities too but yeah. like i like the nature i like feeling disconnected oh, down here it's um it's dope it's just it's loud yeah <laughs> we were talking about social media and shit and i love social media and i love everything that it's done for me and created but like I also do wish I didn't have to promote shit. I wish I could have like a flip phone and, or yeah. at least, at least for like a month, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I yeah, feel like I can't take any time off at least now. Yeah. I mean, at the point of my journey now is I can't take any time. I, off. Eventually it will happen, bro. Like you're, you're, you're fucking crushing it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, and like, like you said earlier, determination is everything. So, um, you're out in, in <laughs> South Florida right now, fucking yeah, doing and, your thing, like and, working on your passion. That's fucking amazing. And I, I'm saying this for people listening that, and I don't, no one listening thinks this, but like people who think like, oh, it's all fun and games. So I get back at 1 a.m. Okay. I get back at one, I get back at 1 a.m. Have to drive an hour and a half home, and then three hours later we drive 15 hours straight to Chicago. Amazing, <laughs> but that's what you have to do. Yeah, and that's it's, a, that's, it's that's what you're talking. It. It's that's why the you tattooing in a trap house to support your brother, get your brother's medication. It's like if you really love something, that's the determination, that's Absolutely. the passion. You'll do anything by any means necessary. By any means necessary. Yeah. And if you don't feel that about something, then find what you do feel that yeah, about. Exactly, because you will. I promise you, you feel that about something. You might not even know what that is yet. But everyone has, of course. Uh, everyone has that. You said superpower. Talk to Billy Esco about everyone has a superpower, but yeah. you just have to find that shit. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and nurture it. Nurture and care yeah, for it's, it. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, it's beyond just finding it. Like, it's, there's it's so really many just paths nurturing. you can go off, of and ruin it. Yeah. Like, especially um, like, like with art, right? It's, it's one of those things where it's, 
everything's art now, bro. Like marketing campaigns, um, you know, every major company everything has yeah. an art department or a creative department. So it, it depends on on what realm of of the spectrum you want to you want to to prosper, right? But it, it definitely branches off into so many things. But um, going back to determination, bro, like people don't see the you taking the flights and, and and packing your packing your equipment with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just for for the um, for that big picture. Yeah. But I do love it. Yeah. Because yes. then in the end. No one can say I didn't do that. Exactly. In the end, when I look back at my story, I can say no one can say I didn't work hard for it. And that's to me what's most important. And the experience you're gaining from it. And to me, I say I worked hard for it. I actually can prove. And you should be able to say that for yourself, too. Of course. Of course. I feel like now it's just um, the goal and it's and it's our duty, right? Like like moving, moving forward. And as we as we get older and wiser in our industries it's to um be able to take the roles of, of sitting down and, and consulting with with younger people that are see that are that that it will get to a certain point where like you can identify who's hungry yeah and who isn't you know what I'm I, saying? I feel like i i i finally feel like i can do that now yeah. and it's so fun like this dude yeah this dude was like you've only been doing it for two years and you got all this shit. I've been doing my podcast for six years and I don't know. Yeah. He was like kind of talking shit. You know what I mean? And I had to be like, all right, but that's why I meant you go back to, you've been doing it forever. You've been yeah. always, it's like at 16, I was pushing at 16. I was doing the, the shit. They don't see the behind exactly. the scenes shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. just see the moment of you've been in the gym working on your jump shot. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like they, they, go never, to the gym. they never see that shit, bro. <laughs> yeah. They don't see that. So, um, but thank you for doing this. And thank you for like, you're a big inspiration and it's an honor to sit down. Thank you, man. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. hopefully I will see you in Chicago. Yeah. 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 We're going to, we're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely we will it out. figure it out. Thank you guys for listening again. Oh shit. This was the view they got on my legs. Again. I apologize. Good, bro. You're showing hella thigh. I'm mean, showing hella thigh. <laughs> I didn't even realize that's the first time I look. They claw. This is a great podcast that no one will watch because I showed so much thigh. That's amazing. <laughs> we're, we're, going, we're going to the beach soon, man. We're going to, we're going to go out here and get a tan. <laughs> uh, Ani, you want to promote anything before we go? Yeah, um, check out my website, animushmedia.com. You can check out my art there. I've been following Soto for so long. He's a huge inspiration to me. So definitely check his shit out before you check mine out. And then check out everybody on Too Much Content, too. Plug down. That's so funny. He was like, is she talking? Because I was just looking at the camera because I have headphones on. But thank you. Everyone go check out uh, Animush's stuff, her store. Uh, everything amazing artist amazing podcast producer yeah yeah she's love too much content do you want where can people find your shit uh just at soto um s-o-t-o and then uh www.childrenofthetrap.com uh for all the merch and apparel and uh stay tuned for new releases um shout out to uh to flea lord and, and me fucks uh they're, they're gonna be dropping uh pray for the evil three this week um, shout out to Hollywood, shout out to the homies, Stray Rebel, Will, Sam, uh, Disco Matt. Uh, yo, Adrian, was it was what's good, baby? Um, yeah, man, everybody. Shout out to my pop, shout out to my little sister. Um, the whole fam, bro. Um, I appreciate you for, for I appreciate me. you. Annie, thank you. Hell yeah, one of my favorite living artists. Thank you. 
She said one of her favorite living artists. Thank you. So thank you. Bye, everyone. <laughs>